What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Around the Campfire podcast, where we talk to great minds from around the world that are living a purpose-driven life, that are answering the call that they feel inside of them, so that, and we're sitting down with them, and we're sitting down with Bree Pugh today to tap into her secrets that she can share with us of how she's answering her call, and what does it mean to live your higher purpose? So, Bree, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ricky. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited because you're like the mirror, the opposite of kind of my brand conscious alpha, which is you help women and you've helped guys too in the past. Um, but you help women find their higher purpose there and you help them use their intuition, which I love. And I want to go deeper with you about that. Cause I, I find that fascinating just in my own personal journey and helping clients and then, um, and then empowering yourself too, so that you can make an impact in the world. So Let's just go from the beginning of like how you got into that. What was your journey to finding that that was your calling? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was through my own personal experience, right? I think, I think it's when we go through intense life experiences, sometimes really challenging experiences that we find our true selves. We find mm-hmm. our true calling. We find something that inspires us that we, we want to serve others with, you know, um, maybe there's wisdom that we've gained. So for me, it was, you know, I was living in LA in my twenties and it felt like, or it looked like, you know, the perfect life, but I realized I, I got really honest with myself my second half of my twenties and realized I was really unhappy. I was working back to back kind of toxic jobs and, just living like a party lifestyle and not really feeling fulfilled. I kind of felt like a shell. Um, I didn't Mm. really know who I was and kind of had a breakdown that led to like a spiritual awakening type moment and found my first spiritual mentor that way. Of course, when the the student is ready, the teacher appears and Mm -hmm. went on this journey of like self-discovery and self-love and just becoming a sponge for all things spirituality and energy and higher purpose and universal laws and all of that stuff. And I knew nothing about the coaching industry. I didn't even know that it Mm. really existed. (laughs) Um, But my intuition just led me there. I had a moment where I, you know, I knew I didn't want to stay in my, in my career as it was, that it wasn't what I was supposed to do. I knew there was something else I was supposed to be doing. What were you doing before? Yeah. So I, I worked in, I guess you could say like the digital media industry, um, Mm. working for music companies and event companies and doing influencer marketing. So I was working with like a lot of musicians and celebrities doing really fun stuff, but it just felt like something was missing. I didn't feel like I was making a difference in the world. Like, Mm. and that felt like an important piece to me that like, I didn't feel like I was giving back in the way that okay. I wanted to. And so there was, there was something calling me forth. And the way I describe it is it legitimately felt like there was like a magnet pulling on my chest, like something mm. yeah, very visceral in me that wanted to open up and expand and was pulling me forward. And um, yeah, it, it, it was my intuition. I had like a conversation with God, with the universe one day, mm-hmm. just feeling so lost and was like, I, I need you to give me a sign. Like, please show me the way, like I'm ready to be the vessel. Show me. Mm -hmm. And about a week later, I was randomly reading like a a blog or an article and someone was talking about their coaching business. And I was like, something just kind of lit up within me. And so I began to explore that path and it's evolved quite a bit. I initially started out as a holistic health coach and then Mm -hmm. shifted more into mindset coaching and now I am fully focused on serving women specifically and helping them to assist them on their spiritual paths and help them to find their purpose um, mm-hmm. and empower them through reconnecting with their feminine energy. Because as I'm nice. sure you know, like I think a lot of people are, are disconnected from that feminine piece as we live in a yeah. entire world that is based on this patriarchal system and yeah. Um, it can burn you out. <laughs> well, I think society in general is kind of putting men and women against each other too. And so like we get confused and, and our egos and our pride get really drawn into it. And um, yeah, yeah and, and I think it's good, like, especially for like on my end, I, I think like 
to be a strong dominant man is almost like frowned upon and looked about as like evil or something like that. And so for me, it's to empower men to like, no, like you can do it, but you can do it a right way from coming from love. And I think on the other side of it too, like with women, it's the same thing. It's like, no, like your femininity is a power. You don't have to like try to beat men at their own game. Like you already have a power. So it's like, use it, <laughs> like 100%. tap into. Yeah. I think what I've realized is, you know, what, I, what I see a lot is women vilifying the masculine, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in the name of feminism, <laughs> right. Yeah. Is not really what I'm talking about here. It's, but, and then you see women like shifting all the way into like a goddess mode, right. And totally detaching from the masculine because they got burned out or, right. you know, they dealt with the toxic masculine, that shadow mm-hmm. energy of the masculine. So they just push it all away. And really each of us, no matter what our gender is, um, to live and thrive, I fully believe you need to have harmony and polarization mm-hmm. with your masculine and feminine energy. And there's a place for both. Like to me, feminine energy is like creation energy. It's creativity, mm-hmm. it's turn on, it's flow. And then when mm-hmm. you have that and you are connecting with that first, then you get to shift into your masculine and let your masculine lead you because you have this juicy fuel within you mm-hmm. and you know exactly what to do. Right. Yeah. As opposed to just being yeah, in your masculine and it feeling like a pushing, like an ego, like full logic. And there's not yeah. like intuition there. There's not creativity there. And that's how you can like kind of burn yourself out. I agree 100%. Even from um, guys, like having, helping them tap into their femininity. And like, that's like for me and, and like <laughs> uh, tapping into my own intuition and my own creativity. And I always tell like really alpha dudes, I'm like, look, tapping your femininity doesn't mean you have to suck a dick. doesn't mean you're gay or anything like that. It's just like, it's just tapping into the lighter sides of you because there's a yeah. full spectrum, a full range of it, of expression on both sides. And I like how you put it. And I, I definitely feel that's how I do it as well. It's like, the intuition, the creativity, the flow, because that's where you get all the best ideas. That's where you open yourself up more. And then, and then using the masculine energy to like focus it and focus it in a certain direction and uh, yeah, set milestones and whatnot. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to take a step back because I know a lot of people, especially that are listening to this, they're, they're kind of on the verge of maybe they feel a calling, but they, you know, maybe they're, ha- they're going through a lot of life adversities and whatnot right now, especially with the lockdown. I feel is like, you know, consciousness is rising. So there's huge shifts that are happening. And that's why we see a lot of crazy shit going on in society right now. And um, I think a lot of people are waking up to that. There's a deeper purpose within them and that there's some, they're here for something bigger and whatnot, especially with a lot of people working from home now. Now a lot of people are working from their laptops and then they're questioning, like, do you actually want to work at this nine to five job that is very soul sucking and unfulfilling. Like I see a lot of my friends and they go to work and even they're making good money, but you can just see the soul is just like dying out of them because they're having to push it down to fulfill this societal obligation or this obligation that they have to their parents because they went to college and whatnot. So what were some, like maybe some of the breakdowns that you were having that you can share with us that um, uh, you kind of had to go through and then like, but that led to your breakthroughs. Cause I always think, I always say that the, breakdown precedes the breakthrough. So I've always like rewired my brain. It's like, and I tell my students, this is like, when you're going through a breakdown, get excited because even though it looks like shit's hitting the fan, it's actually just the crust of what needs to leave your life, removing itself so that new shit can come in. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I resonate with that so much. And what you were referring to before about like people just feeling like, oh God, I'm making this amount of money. I should stay in this, even though it's sucking my soul dry. Like I call that like the zombie lifestyle (laughs) where (laughs) you're just not, you have this, like, we always have a choice. We always have a choice. We don't have to stay stuck in anything. Even if there's a part of your mind that's telling you that this is how it has to be. And this is what you should be doing. And this is the only way that you're going to be able to support yourself or whatever there's always a choice. I believe there's always a problem. I'm sorry. There's a solution to every problem. They're birthed at the same time, but I didn't Mm. always, I didn't always know that there was a long time where I felt completely stuck. I felt like my life was not in my control at all. I lived in this chronic state of 
anxiety and fear Mm. of the unknown and of the future and just feeling like I was hustling and there was, I just, you know, I was like, God, I have to do this for like 40 years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sounds awful. This is, is this really all there is type of thing. And, you know, for me, it took, I worked two back-to-back jobs that both got pretty toxic Mm. and the second one it was it was so bad it was it was really quite miserable I mean I was Mm. it was at the point where I was just numbing out like I would Mm. like smoke weed before work to like even deal with it and you know come home and just binge Netflix and I felt like a zombie um but I, I definitely feel like I, I definitely feel that. yeah not to cut you off uh, yeah. but I definitely feel like uh anxiety one of the major causes of it is like it's like your soul wants to do its calling but you're not allowing it to and you're having to bury yes. it down and then you have to use either substances or binge watch something or like eat Domino's pizza something to like just numb yourself out and that's one of the there's several causes for anxiety for sure but I think that's one of the biggest ones it's like a soul sickness of you society has trained you to push your own calling down and now i think that there's we're in a like a very beautiful time where it's like almost reversals happening especially with like coaches that are are helping wake people up to like hey no there's more there's another path you can take mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so it was like i was dealing with the unhappiness with work stuff and yet at the same time like i, I I felt unhappy in my personal life as well. And I convinced myself that fitness was the answer. And that Mm. if I had the perfect body and Mm. a six pack, like I bet there's a lot of men that can relate to this. Um, And maybe it was because I was living in LA, which is like a weird bubble and illusion about physical appearance. Um, which can kind of mess with your head as a woman in your twenties. Um, I feel like LA, like, cause I lived there for a little bit and, uh, I feel like everyone's very fit there, but it's very like, it's coming from the wrong energy. There's just a wrong energy beneath the surface. And it's yeah. very like maybe ego or self-image driven Where like, I live in Austin, Texas and people are very fit here, but people are more, they're almost like Spartans. They just like being fit. And I'm just like, <laughs> Whoa, like, this is strange. Like the whole city is about that. I'm like, Whoa, this is weird. But it's yeah, coming there's from like a different intention yeah. in LA. So I got caught up in that, you know, mm. and I convinced myself, I told myself a story and I fully believed that if I had abs and like this perfect body, that it would bring me happiness. It would bring me mm. love. It would bring me fulfillment. I would be happy in all of my areas of life because I would look a certain way, which I look mm. back and I'm like, that is so wild that I believe that. But I know that there are a lot of people that think that you know that turn yeah. to fitness to because they're searching for something mm-hmm. um but I got to a point where I was I was crossfitting like six days a week and like lifting at another gym like later I was working out like twice a day like wow counting almonds crazy things and I realized this is where the breakdown happened I was like mm. I'm miserable I'm more miserable doing this than before like and I was yeah. hurting myself and all this and I was like who I thought I was doing this for myself. This is not for me. Who am I doing right. this for? I'm, I'm done. And I, I, I quit the gyms and I joined a yoga studio and mm. <laughs> um, started reading about the law of attraction and all of the things. But yeah. you know, I think sometimes it takes, like you said, those breakdowns to have the breakthrough. It takes the moment of mm. like, I'm done with this like yeah not working I think I had to get to a point in my work life and my personal life where I met my limit for me Mm. to be like okay now I'm ready to change because for a while I was comfortable for a while I was kind of afraid to explore Mm. what Mm. else was out there um but I don't think that you have to get yourself to a place where you are like so miserable and like no on the floor of your apartment can't even get up type thing to like make a change in your life usually usually it's because you're a stubborn person and i know i am for sure and so i've had to go through some hard times where like i i ended up going homeless in la for a bit and that's what like woke me up and but that's where all my spiritual awakenings happening too so it was like the biggest breakthroughs came 
from the biggest drop. I think there's like a Joseph Campbell uh, quote too that I really like and really resonate with me where he's like, when we fall into the depths of the abyss, that's where the gold is too. So sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes we do need that, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. also too, I think too, especially with your journey um, and, and mine and other people's I've seen as well is like, it kind of pivoted you in the right direction, right? Like it got you into like self-development and health and fitness, which is going in the right direction. It wasn't the stopping point. And I think that's good as well. It's better than be- sitting on the couch, uh, totally. drinking and watching <laughs> Netflix all day. Right. So it's in the step in the right direction. But I also feel like people can use that as kind of um, almost an unhealthy thing, like a drug too, where it's like, you're, you're doing it, you're taking self-development, almost making it a masochistic behavior, and you're like, well, this is going to get me to the success that I want. But still, it's missing that spiritual element of like connecting to your soul and your true self, mm-hmm. which I think is huge. And a lot of people are missing. Um, and that's what I kind of want to go into with like, how did um, how is in your intuition guiding you on your journey as well? Because it seemed like that was always popping up, kind of guiding you as well. And I, and I can really relate to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean for me, it was just so loud in the beginning because Mm. I'd gone from feeling like I was asleep, right? Like in that zombie state to finally awake where, and I kid you not, it was like, when it happened, it was like a veil had been lifted. Like Mm -hmm. everything outside seemed brighter, like Mm. more clear. I was noticing so many synchronicities where it felt like God, the universe was talking to me like divine communication was happening um I had a moment where I was like having a breakthrough where I was like all these thoughts were rushing through my head I was thinking all of this stuff I was getting ready for work one morning and I was making all these connections things happening and my hair dryer blew up in my hand like it Mm -hmm. sparked and shorted and went out and I was like oh my god it was the universe this is a sign like I'm on the right path and um, you know, I started seeing like repeating numbers, <clears throat> angel numbers, yeah. um, or like for me, a, a really big <clears throat> practice of my intuition that felt really fun is, and this is something that my spiritual teacher helped me with. She was just like, Bree, just follow the breadcrumbs. You never need yeah. to know the entire <clears throat> picture. You're never going to know right, the entire yeah. picture, but the path will continue to unveil itself to you one step at a time. So just follow the breadcrumbs, follow those inner nudges. I was like, okay. So for me, it looked like, what book am I being called to read next? What podcast feels like I want to listen to it next? What YouTube video, right? And I just became this sponge, but I was purely letting that sense of desire, that pull in my chest to guide me to Mm. each next step and just trusting it. And it, yeah. Kept guiding me. So I yeah, think that's... intuition is really like, are you listening to the desire that is living mm. within you? Yeah. Do you, do you believe in the concept of like the higher self? Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I believe yeah. it is too. And so that's like your higher self who can kind of like mm-hmm. have a higher bird perspective and it's like, guiding. it's like, watch this, like, this is what's yeah. going to fill you in and, and kind of put your mind at ease and show you the next step. And I think yeah. what's huge too is, is people need to realize that you're only going to see maybe like three steps ahead. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, are you taking those actions that you can see? Because a, a lot of people, a lot of guys I talk to, they'll be like, well, I know I need to make this trip. Like I just broke up with my girlfriend and I feel the calling to go travel. But, and they want to analyze the situation and like get all the answers and see past the situation. I'm like, no, like you're just supposed to go. Like you're just supposed to go and know that the next breadcrumb is going to show up on the other side. And so that's kind of like the test of test of faith. And it's almost um, a mini leap of faith that you have to do, but that's, what's expanding. you. That's what's expanding your soul is that sense of adventure. You don't, and and if you really sit down with it, you don't want to know everything. Because if you know how everything's going to turn out, it's not going to be fun anymore. So the fact that there is some mystery to it, you have to just trust and condition your mind to get excited instead of let anxiety and worry take over. Right. And that's the beauty of it. That's that's the wake up moment, right? Of yeah. like going from a mentality of like, I'm not in control of my life. Everything's yeah. happening to me. Mm. And I'm scared of the unknown to... I am a co-creator with the divine. Yep. 
everything is happening for me. Mm-hmm. And I embrace the mystery and the magic that is this life experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how did that lead you to finding your higher purpose? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I had like a moment where I was like, God, I need you to show me the way, like give me a sign. And that along with working with a spiritual mentor is what led me to start a coaching business, which has led me to a much deeper sense of fulfillment than I ever felt working in the corporate world. And, Mm. you know, just thinking about purpose a little bit, like, I feel like we are ever evolving beings and our Mm. purpose is ever evolving as well. And I, I really feel like our purpose is simply to meet ourselves and allow ourselves to be our most authentic expression and continue Mm. to share that in whatever way, shape or form yeah you're being guided to to share that like you know over the past year during lockdown I felt this pull right this this intuitive pull to like get into art more like start creating and I I, it started with like adult coloring that's awesome and that that kind of scratched the itch for a little bit and then I was like this is not doing it for me still and then I got a clear message my intuition was like, buy an iPad. And I was like, I don't really mm. need an iPad. I already have a laptop. I have a phone. Right. Like, that's excessive. I don't need it. Like, no, no, no. But it would not go away. And so I invested in an iPad. And then like a week later, I ended up taking a workshop on creating like digital art, like nice. using some apps on my iPad. And now I create like aura portraits for people oh, randomly, which is so fun where I get to like tune into people's energy and connect yeah. with like the colors and the images and the messages and create art for them. And it's such a fun outlet that like helps me connect with my intuition and my creativity. And it's like playful and mm. stress-free. And it's totally something that I never would have logically been like, I need to start creating art, you know? Yeah. And it was just, pure intuitively led and who knows where that will take me. Right. Like, I don't think I'm going to create a whole business being an artist, but like it turns something on in me that I think will continue to expand. Yeah. I think too, I definitely, I love the role um, of the artist because um, I teach a lot of guys, the king warrior mystic lover uh, modalities to kind of help yeah. them um, channel their energy and whatnot. They're just a template and whatnot. I but I really types. like, yeah, yeah. It kind of helps you like be able to shift your energy where you need to and kind of give some yeah. context. Um, and so the artist is what I love because the art, the artist is kind of like almost like a cosmic explorer. Like you explore the unknown realms and you're able to see life at a bigger picture and then come back and like tell your tale in a sense through your art, through your expression. And so I definitely, when I rebranded myself um, from a dating coach to a men's development coach, uh, I kind of made my brand a little bit bigger so that I could express that. And so like my brand is kind of like my playground where I can use my artistic abilities to like do my marketing and whatnot. So that's been really appealing to me too, because it is, I, I think we're very expressive creatures. It's just like society or maybe traumas or whatever make us bury that. And so the more you can, and too, I think one of my buddies even said this too, um, and I really resonated. He said, uh, I think creating, the, the, the act of creating is a very healing process. So even as you share your story, not only are you helping people and making an impact, you're actually healing yourself too and closing those old wounds up. So it's, it's very, uh, very gratifying and rewarding. A hundred percent. I really resonate with that. Um, that's like a really big piece of my work and what I want to empower women with and, and anybody with is like the power of our experiences and Mm. our stories. Like there is deep wisdom to be gained through all of our life experiences, especially the really challenging ones. And yeah, when you allow yourself to process that and receive what's for you there, it's such a beautiful 
gift because then you get to turn around and be courageous and share your story and what you learned. And when you do that, like you said, it's so healing for you, but then it's so healing for others. So it's like this double whammy reward type thing. Um, Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think one of the pillars I have of being a conscious alpha is aligning your selfish desires with the good of the whole. And I think that does it right. It's like, you're, you're being selfish and it's something you get pure joy from and and satisfaction, but it's also benefiting other people. And I think that's the, whenever you can align your actions with that, it's, that's when things just manifest in your life beautifully. So it's awesome. I really like that you said selfish desires, because I do think that there's a little bit of a a disconnect or like this idea when you talk about higher purpose, right? People Mm. like, there's like almost like a pressure that I think we can feel where like, it's gotta be big and impactful and like very serious and has to help other people. And, you know, the only way you're going to unveil that stuff is to follow those selfish desires right like Mm. and really own them like allow yourself give yourself permission to be selfish in following your pleasure following the things that light you up for no other reason than Mm -hmm. they make you fucking feel good right like and then just find the people that resonate with that too yeah you know there's there's always going to be a tribe of people that resonate with what whatever you're doing so, and that's why I like looking at, like, I like studying, like, um, you know, like rappers or other, other industries, right. And seeing how they built their brands and being like, look, yes. like if this person can do it in this way, like I can do whatever I'm doing. So. Yes. That totally is like good. a big thing that I like to recommend to clients, you know, mm. when they're trying to figure out, okay, what direction do I want to go? What do I want to do with my life? I feel like there's some change I want to make or some passion that I want to tap into. It's like, go learn about the inspiring stories of other people. Like even if it's in an industry that you have zero interest in, Mm -hmm. if you're drawn to that person's energy for some reason, there's probably something that they have to say Mm. that you're going to connect with. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I want to talk to you about, cause you're kind of in the same boat as uh, you're kind of in a mix of the holistic industry and the business industry. So I wanted to talk deeper into that about like, um, and I, I read one of your posts and I really liked too about like, is your energy working for you and how, when it doesn't work for you, that's when you get into the hustle mode. And that's mm-hmm. something I've maybe come out of maybe like a year or two ago where I, and I, I still have that a bit in me and, and part of me enjoys that. So I lean into it when it's like working for me, but that neurosis of like the hustle porn of like, I got to do it, got to make it. And it, you're really coming from a lack paradigm. Yeah. So what was your experience with that? And how did you make the shifts to kind of get to a higher level? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It makes me laugh thinking about it. So like I said, I, I didn't know anything about the coaching industry when I got mm. into it. I, I have a business degree and I've worked at plenty of startups. So I don't, it's not like I didn't know anything about how to run a business, but I immediately lost that sense of intuition and soul guidance, that confidence that comes with that when I jumped into my business, because I saw all the noise and like what everybody else was doing. And I lost so much trust in myself, like right away of like, Oh, okay. That person knows that person knows that person knows like, right. I should hire them. I should sign up for this thing. And what I saw in the beginning of being in, I think just like the online entrepreneurial space was (laughs) a lot of like hyper-masculine bro marketing type tactics of like (laughs) cold DMing and like make you $10,000 month and like whatever, just a lot of like, go, go, go hustle. Yeah. I (laughs) thought that's what I needed to do. I, Mm -hmm tried to do that for a while and one didn't enjoy it it didn't feel good but I didn't trust myself enough to set a boundary there and be like wait I don't Mm. have to do it this way and I in the beginning didn't have a lot of evidence didn't have a lot of connections with people that were doing it a different way particularly women that were doing it from 
away of like intuition and pleasure and like that feminine embodiment. So I eventually burned myself out. I exhausted myself um, doing the strategies and the holding myself in an energy that wasn't sustainable Mm. Um, and had to take a break. I had yeah. to take a break for a while and kind of wipe the slate clean and rejuvenate myself and ask myself, okay, I have all the strategies. I know how to do things now. Right. So how do I want to do it in a way that actually feels good for me yeah. and supports my energy and that's huge that I enjoy? Cause like, what's the point in starting a business if you don't enjoy it. Like so many people Mm -hmm. are miserable in their nine to fives and want to work for themselves because they want like freedom, right? Like time, freedom, Mm -hmm. space, freedom, location, freedom, all the things. And then you end up not having any boundaries and hustling way more in your personal business than you were in work. And it no longer becomes fun and you resent it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I got to put a halt to this right now. Like I'm going to choose to do this in a way that feels good. So you know, I'm now I focus a lot more on those same things we talked about, like focusing on desire, connecting with my body, letting my Mm. intuition and pleasure, like guide me, like choosing to believe that when I'm having fun, like Mm -hmm. when I'm outside, when I'm meditating or creating art or whatever like stuff that doesn't necessarily look like me pounding away at my keyboard in my business like that that gets to be the work too yeah like that and, and almost everything how, that uh, I do gets to be part of it like it's all yeah. contributing to my success and my growth and I don't have to be online every second of the day right I feel it's like work and play clients or whatever work and play become um, kind of synonymous with each other because you're operating off that higher level of intuition. And I know for me, I came from a very like blue collar Puritan work ethic background. Right. And so it's hard to like shed, shed some of those old mind, uh, yeah, yeah, mindsets to get rid of those. Um, And you almost feel guilty. There's like a huge sense of guilt, but now I feel like it's almost like how I live my lifestyle is like a curation of what my like content's going to be that I put out or my coaching. Cause you're still learning lessons. Right. You still got to live life so that you're growing and expanding so that people are drawn to you and, and you have those experiences. And then even when you go through tough times, I always think about that too. It's like the bullshit I'm going through now is just going to make great content for me to put out next year. Like I'm going to have great, I have so many great stories now. Sweet. Oh like, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it all comes from, right? Like you're not going to, be inspired for your next post or your next program, your next million dollar idea when you're like shut in your room, forcing yourself to like, I don't know, create a sales funnel or whatever bullshit you are telling yourself you're supposed to be doing like that inspiration, Mm -hmm. that magical divine downloads, honestly, Mm -hmm. are going to come from those moments where you're playing, you're yeah. not thinking about work. You are just allowing yourself to be and have fun. And, mm-hmm. or when you're in a really painful, uncomfortable experience, but you mm. are allowing yourself to feel mm. everything that is moving through your body. Yeah. That's huge. Um, I, th- I think too, like some of my best, most of my best ideas come from when I'm in nature, <laughs> like yes. when I'm out. And then I think, I think almost the exercise and the work just comes from training my mind, disciplining my mind to calm itself down and, and releasing itself and then getting into that flow state. What are some um, like daily habits you do to like tap into your flow or tap into your intuition? Yeah, for sure. So first I will say that I don't have a set morning routine because even that is something that I think if you have like a regimented thing that you have to do every day, like it no longer, it becomes work, right? It no longer is enjoyable. So it changes every day, but, um, for me, nature is huge. So getting outside, I like to get outside 
first thing in the morning. Um, I'm in Mexico right now, right on the beach. So like this morning I went for like a, a run on the beach, which was really, really nice. But sometimes it's not like exercise first thing in the morning. Sometimes it's a meditation the moment I get up. I am a pretty avid journaler. I will say that was another benefit of getting an iPad. Nice. It changed my life in terms of creativity because I just write so much more than I used to. Um, let's see. What else? I, I have really allowed myself to connect with my body in a way that like isn't necessarily exercise. Like. Okay like just like dancing, moving, yeah, just moving my hips, stretching, not having to follow like a yoga class or, mm -hmm. or a workout. Right. And just connecting with my body, I think is really, yeah. really important um, to just notice like, Oh, is there something funny? Like, do I feel tightness in my chest? Like, am I noticing anxiety coming up? Like, is there a feeling of grief that's coming through or mm -hmm. just allowing myself to feel the gratitude or the happiness, whatever it is, like moving the emotions, the energy through my body has been like a really, a really big one. I like that. And I feel like I I've been moving toward that too. I still do regimented stuff every so often. I think that's the masculine in me, but um, I do like adapting that because I'm, I'm all about like living the moment. And then when you yeah. live in the moment, that's when your intuition is going to show you those breadcrumbs. Yeah. And so when you just wake up and I think too, it's like getting your energy, right. Like grooming your energy for the day. And I think that's what I want to talk about next with you is how you got into studying energy and whatnot. I've, I've actually started, I started doing dynamic meditation, which is really good from like Osho and it's like five different steps and it kind of helps break up uh, energy patterns and whatnot, but I actually started trying to, and I'm trying to sing more too, which is like weird for me, but like nice. one of my mentors taught me that and it does, it feels good. Cause it, that's where you can really like activate like vibrations rather than just like talking like logically sure. and monotone. And then, um, yeah. And then one of my friends taught me or Allie, who I had on the show too, who's big on manifesting that was one of her steps is she dances a lot. And so that releases a lot of tension. That's what's going to put you in a creative flow. I also know like being around water really helps a lot for me or taking showers. I just love water. Cause that's, that is like the it's identification. Yeah. With yeah. flow. So what, yeah. uh, how did you start getting interested in energy, um, and studying energy and how that works? Yeah. I mean, that was like one of the first things when I had that, that spiritual awakening that, Okay. I really connected with was just, you know, I, I think a lot of people are familiar with the law of attraction, which is mm -hmm. like, like energy attracts like energy. But for me, the one that really stuck out was like the law of correspondence, which states like as above, so below. Right. So yeah. how you feel inside, like everything that is outside of your, you, your external reality is a reflection of your internal state of being. And yeah. I didn't know that. Like, I was like, why did they teach us this in school? My God. Like, yeah. like, no wonder I don't feel like stuff in my life feels like it's an alignment because I've been treating myself like shit, like being in a mm -hmm. negative mindset, you know, and just, and making that shift totally changed my perspective. And it mm -hmm. helps me realize, wow, I, I have more I have a little bit more control than I ever thought I did. Granted, yeah. you know, there's plenty, like we're not in control in the sense that like anything could happen to us, but, but knowing like, wow, okay. If I just focus on my own state of being, that's going to start to shift other things in my life outside of me. Yeah. And, and that's that where you like, get those synchronicities and yes. like breakthroughs and whatnot. And yeah, energy has been huge for me. It's kind of annoying too. Cause it's like, I, my mind's obsessive with it. So like, I'm always like looking for like, what is the energy here and whatnot, but it's, it's almost like a, a secret map that if you can tap yeah. into it, you can kind of get those, again, you're tapping into your intuition with people, with places, with energy, and then learning to trust it because we're so used to trusting our other senses rather than feeling, feeling through things. But if you feel through things, that's where you kind of get those like secret, um, your intuition is going to lead you to where you want faster because you're kind of like on a higher operating system than just trusting your eyes or your ears yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I really yeah. think just like 
the key to understanding energy is just allowing yourself to be in your body because then you can feel what's going on within yourself, anything that feels off, anything that feels good, but then you can also, you're present enough to notice like, is the environment that I'm in, that I'm spending my time in, is it actually benefiting me or is it, is it making me feel awful? You know, like environment is huge or are the people sure. that I'm surrounding myself with, are they making me feel good? Are they energy vampires? Are they like right. sucking the life out of me? Do I need to set boundaries? You know, all of these yeah. different things can come from you connecting with your body every day and being present to what is there so that you can also see what is going on around you. That if you're up in your head all the time, sometimes you don't notice that shit you're going to miss it. Absolutely. And I think like a lot of impasse, like I I focus on helping empathic men. I mean, that's huge. Like even for me and like, I go out into bars and nightclubs still, and it took me a while to retrain my energy and whatnot. And that's, that's like more my, like, you'll get, what what is it called? Um, I'm not, it's a certain yogic path. There's a, um, is it the karma, karma sutra? Not the comment. Uh, there's one that sounds like that. It's just messing with the energies or playing with the energies of the day or like that come with you and whatnot. Um, and I remember like after a few years, like I was like, I don't know if I can go out and teach men like success with women and, and get better with their dating lives. Cause like, I can't be in a fucking nightclub. There's a lot of crazy energies, but then I yeah. learned to like create like energy boundaries and whatnot. And, uh, it's been a lot better, but a lot of, a lot of empathic people deal with that where they just get energy drained or, you know, and especially too, it's like, you have such a good vibe when you're an empath, you're more uh, emotionally aware to the people around you, but then you get a lot of narcissistic people that want to show up and, and drain you of your energy and whatnot. So you have to learn to set boundaries with people and help the ones that you can help and, and learn to that. you. Uh, a huge one for me too, is you can't help everyone and you're not supposed to help everyone. And, yeah. and some people are not ready to be helped too. So everyone's on their own journey. And I know for me, I'm I like, when I see someone in trouble, I'm like, oh, I want to help them. But it's like, they got to go through their own journey, make their own decisions. You can't force them to get the help that they want either. So it's like huge, like little mini life lessons you learn because you're more energy um, absorbent and sensitive too. And, and learning to respect the times when you are, even from like working and whatnot, you know, uh, getting drained and when you just need those days off sometimes like just taking a nap and just resting all day can be the biggest help to you and your mental health while you're building your brand and that can be hard too because you're gonna have to deal with and surrender those feelings of guilt or feeling less than or that oh i'm not doing enough and whatnot and just really letting that stuff go Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so what are some of the biggest uh obstacles that you usually have to help your clients with as they're building their, um, their brand? That's a good question. Oh gosh. There's been so many different ones. I've worked with a lot of different people, but I would say what I've realized is most people are very multi-passionate. Um, and we, a lot of us have this belief or story that we're not allowed to do that like to be more than one thing that we have to fit in one box so I think one of the biggest things that I like to help people with is giving yourself permission (laughs) giving yourself permission to explore all the things that you want to explore that you're allowed to dabble and play in different areas but at the same time like you don't have to be everything for everyone you know? Yeah, absolutely. Another big thing is boundaries, Mm. which I think is difficult for a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. Boundaries with ourselves too, not even with other people, especially if you have a business. Um, That's a, that's a really big piece when you start a business is setting boundaries with yourself. Cause you, there's always something to do. You could work all day, Mm -hmm. every day. So setting those with yourself, um, with others, like you said, like the energy stuff, right? Like noticing yeah. where your energy is getting drained. Okay. Like if you have energy leaks, that means there's something that needs to be cleaned up and, and cleared mm. there. So addressing that. And sometimes that means having like uncomfortable conversations. Mm. Um, let's see what else I think another piece is 
helping people to trust themselves, that intuition piece. When you're not familiar with that, it can be scary at first to trust yourself above other people, especially when there's other experts out there or people telling you how they think you should be living your life. Like sometimes I do think it takes having experiences where you don't listen to your intuition. You, you ignore it and you get burned in some way for you to be like, Oh shit. Okay. I get it now. Like I, I really believe like intuition is the language of our soul. Right. And our, our higher self is like the bridge between your soul and like your, Um, your human. And um, yeah. So they're always communicating with you through your intuition, but everybody's intuition is, is different and can come through in different ways. Right. So it's like a language that each of us have to learn individually. Like do I get tingles, you know, in my fingers or do I feel an expansiveness in my chest or like a tightness in my stomach? Do I hear a voice in my head? Do I see visions? Like there's all different things to tune into. Um, but yeah, those are probably some of the biggest ones. So like permission, trusting mm-hmm. yourself, boundaries. And another one is like, just, it kind of goes with like permission, like following those, like we said before, like desires and pleasure, because I think a lot of us are just programmed like into that hustle mentality that the only way we're going to have success or get what we want or be happy is if we like work our asses off and somehow it's been mixed in that like you're not allowed to have fun yeah, (laughs) or like that you can't achieve what you want to achieve if you are like letting yourself take a nap or take a bath or whatever the things are. Um, that it's actually the opposite. Like it's when yeah. we allow ourselves to enjoy life, to play that stuff starts to flow. Yeah. That stuff starts to lock into place. That magic really starts to happen. Um, that can't be explained all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a few years. Like if you do it by yourself, um, it takes a few years to get that. That's why it's good to hire a coach. Especially like I, like you said, like learning to trust your intuition and tune into that. It's like learning a new language and, and what you're going up against is your mind, which is always going to fight it. The rational part of it, the logic. Yeah. And then society is going to back it up too. Cause they're like, what are you doing? We don't know what you're doing. This is not a nine to five job to us. And so you have all this constant clutter, like taking you off the path of your intuition. So learning to trust that is, is huge. Absolutely. And I think a big piece is that can be really helpful for people if they're just starting out or wherever they're at is look for the evidence in your life. So one, because I know how you can feel like a crazy person in the beginning, if you're just starting a business, especially if no one around you in your life has done this type of stuff before, like you can feel like you're going through spiritual awakenings at the same time too. Yes. You're like, Oh my God, what is happening? So finding people, even if you don't know them personally, but there's like people online that can serve as evidence of like, okay, they're doing this, like they're doing what I want to do, or they're living the lifestyle that I want to live to show yourself that it's possible. Um, but not getting too attached to like having to follow everything that they're doing. And if you're not doing that, like, then you're wrong, none of that, but just like using other people as evidence and inspiration of what is possible for you. And then along with that, starting to keep track of all of the magic that's happening in your life. Mm, So like, whether it's in like the notes on your phone or something like that, just start making a list of like cool shit that's happening. Like even the littlest things, right? Like, you know, when you're thinking about somebody and then they call you a minute later, or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know, just magical opportunities that show up people that you meet all of those things. I think that that's, really great to start to build that and show yourself, okay, I am a co-creator. I'm living in the quantum. Like this is not like all 3d and black and white. Not everything Mm -hmm. can be explained. Mm -hmm. I get to trust in that mystery and that magic. Even if there's a voice in my head, that's telling me this is what you're supposed to be doing. And this is impossible for you. And absolutely. I I like that. Uh, that thing, keep a track of the list. I, I practice a lot of gratitude, but I started doing that recently too, with even my own spiritual experiences. Cause sometimes when things get tough, 
and you get stuck in a very human uh, standpoint of like, oh no, and your your like ego is just like you can't you can't sidestep it, and you're like, oh no, I'm just doing everything wrong. But like, I'm like, think of all the great like spiritual experiences I've had, and like just meeting like these mentors and gurus, and even in spirit form and stuff like stuff that I couldn't even explain, or people would think you're crazy. But I I'm like, no, this was real. And just reminding yourself of those things. It's like, how often do people get to experience those things? And it's tough living in a society that doesn't get that or will think you're crazy because they're not at the same level as you. But really just realize like how blessed you really are and how gifted you are. And a lot of times it's it's kind of like the opposite of what you think when you're first starting out. You're like, I'm going crazy. What is wrong with me? Why does this happen to me? But really, it's just you're misinterpreting the, the gifts that are being given to you. And it's because you don't fully understand them. But once you fully understand them, they become superpowers. They become great. Yeah. And that's, then you start realizing your, that's where you empower yourself of like, oh, clearly, if I'm doing this and, and having these experiences, clearly, I'm meant to do something big in life or um, make an impact with people and help other people wake them up to this great world that they don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bree, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you have, if you could have put in a sentence, one sentence or several, if you want, of inspiration, (laughs) what would you say to people that are just waking up and maybe where you were a few years back? What would you, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Well, like my spiritual teacher first told me, like, follow the breadcrumbs in your life, like really, really trust your heart and those desires because they're leading you somewhere. And beyond that, just trust that no matter where you're at in life, like you're exactly where your soul is meant to be in this moment. And there's so much soul medicine that we are all here to share. And it's found through those life experiences. So whether you're having the best year of your life or the worst year of your life, trust that there's something for you there. And you're going to look back on this and know why you had to go through it. And you're going to also have all of this wisdom that you can turn around and help other people with. So don't doubt that you have like gifts and, and medicine to give others because each of us do. So. Absolutely. Awesome. And where can people find you if they want to check out more of your uh, content and work? Yeah, for sure. So I'm pretty active on Instagram. So it's okay. Bree Pew on Instagram. And I also recently got on TikTok. If nice. you're on TikTok, my TikTok I just started handle to. is um is called That Woo Bitch. So that woo, yes, I like that name. <laughs> so you can find me on on those. But yeah, come say hi, send me a DM, and yeah, I'd love to connect. Awesome. I'll have to check out your TikTok. I just got into it. And I, at first I was resistant to it, but I actually like it. It's like the quick one minute yeah. uh, spikes of inspiration. So thank you, Brie. Totally. Thank you so much, Ricky.